Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of Bigger Than Me, the podcast. This is a special one because this is part one of the two-part audio from the Can't We All Just Get Along live discussion with Captain Hunter of Hunter's Podcast. But before you start listening, I want you to like, follow, comment, share, and subscribe on all of our social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and that is even here. Enjoy, and part two will be coming this upcoming Wednesday. Y'all be blessed now. Peace. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Amber, and we are here for the first live episode of the Bigger Than Me show. This is a special one. I'm going to give you all a second to join me, and we're going to put this phone in airplane. All righty, I'm back. So I'm here a couple minutes early. Give everybody a chance to join us. I'm so excited, y'all. Put this fan on, too, so I don't have a heat stroke. Hey, we're about to get started in just a second. I am Merdiant. I, I pray I'm pronouncing that right. I tell y'all all the time. I'm terrible with um, names. I cannot be a politician. But can't we all just get along? We'll be starting literally in two minutes. We'll be discussing various viral videos and what they mean regarding the battles of the generations and honestly the sexes. Lamar Lyons, thank you so much for joining us. And I do apologize for that. Because I, messed up, because I messed up your name, you'll be the first one to get a question in once we get started in just a minute here. I thank you so much for joining us. Please share it with everybody. Share it on Twitter. Share it on your Instagram. Um, you can't really share it on TikTok. Share it on Facebook if you still got it. But this is going to be a good one with my special guest, Mr. Captain Hunter. He will be joining us today as well. Yes, yes. Also... Great. I'm going to say, can you hear me? I'm assuming you can since you said hi, hi, it's all good. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get started in literally just a second here. Mm. This is going to be a good one, y'all. I can feel it. It feels good to be back. Y'all don't know how good it feels to be back, boy. All righty. See here. Ooh, this is real going to be a good one. All right, well, it's 730, so we're going to get started. So first off, my name is Amber, Amber Gartner. I am the host of Bigger Than Me, the podcast. And I will actually am going to be inviting my friend, Mr. Captain Hunter, now. Today, the topic is, can't we all just get along? It's looking at the battle between the generations and the sexes to a certain degree. All right, so let me add my boy onto here. See if he'll come here and join us. Invited him. He'll be joining us in a second here. Bobby Johnson, I'm glad for you to join us. We just got started. I just invited my partner, Mr. Captain Hunter, who is the co-host of this episode, to join us. And he'll be joining us literally in just a second here. All righty. There he go. There he go. Right there. I'm bringing him on now. These are the videos we'll be addressing. Miss Kim Burrell, the graduate, and of course, my boy T.D. Jakes. All righty. All right, Captain Hunter will be joining us in just a second here. All right, please invite everybody you can. Because we're going to have a good conversation today. We're going to keep it all the way 100. All 
righty. Just waiting for him to join us right now. Bobby, please tell me where are you from? We'd like to do shout outs around here before we get started. So please put where you're from in the chat. Hey, Mr. Hunter, can you hear me? I can. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Woo. I was just getting you added and getting everything moving forward so we can get started. Bobby, please tell me where you're from. I think we got a little bit of echo in the background. Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's good now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, perfect, perfect. It's all good. It's all good. So let us get started. Well, first, everybody, y'all really do not understand how good it is to have this man back here with me. He was one of the first live appearances I did for podcasting. I still remember this to this day. It was two years ago, beginning of the pandemic, and I came on one of his panel discussions on Facebook and I loved it. And it was my first kind of introduction into like the whole live podcasting thing. I had watched plenty of them. I had never did one. So I appreciate you in a way that I don't think you will ever know because you introduced me to a lot of this. But I've said a lot, I've said enough. Please tell the people a little bit about yourself before we get started. Okay, well, uh, thanks for having me once again. Uh, my name is uh, Lawrence Hunter, uh, I sometimes go by uh, the name of Captain Hunter, because I started a podcast called Captain Hunter's Podcast. I'm a retired uh, police captain uh, from uh, Waterbury, which is in Connecticut. Uh, I was there for 24 years, retired in good standing. Uh, excuse me, I got gum in my mouth. I, I know I was coming out here. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I retired from, from law enforcement uh, about three years ago, started a consulting business, and I've been doing that ever since. I'm adjunct professor at a couple of colleges. Well, I, it was not it was it was two before. Now I'm down to one, so I'm looking for more more of those. Uh, started a consulting business, uh, trying to get into uh, police expert testimony. Um, so just uh, just things along those lines. That's that's kind of just a little glimpse about what I've you know done. My time in law enforcement, I talked about. I taught you know few classes, implicit bias training. I taught uh, human behavior, which is essentially psychology. <clears throat> Excuse me. I taught uh, even now in retirement. I still teach a couple of classes. I know without with the George Floyd protests and things, so they they started Connecticut started some new classes for police recruits, procedural justice. I teach that. I teach uh, history of policing up until the civil rights movement. So I take it you know how law enforcement developed in in the United States. So those are two classes. They started four classes, but I only took two of them. I'm like, I'm, I'm full up. You know my with my plate. <laughs> So, uh, so that's just a little bit about me and what I've done and what I'm doing. Um, and so that's, that's just it. Uh, so that's just a little small glimpse into what I've done. Okay. Well, we definitely love to hear it. And one thing I love that you said is I don't think people really understand how much um, psychology plays a part in podcasting and like any industry, really. I have a bachelor's in journalism, but I also took an area of concentration in psychology. And it's helped me greatly in every sector that I've stepped my foot into. There has not been a business or a field I've stepped my foot into where psychology did not play some type of a part because you have to know how to read your room and what people are thinking and how to gather that even when they don't say it, which is part of what psychology is, you know, body language and things of that nature and triggers and et cetera. So, yes, I'm very much happy to have you here and we're going to hop into it we got a few people that have joined so we're going to hop into it so 
for those wondering where did this come from, it is very, very simple. I'm a very outspoken person, respectful, but outspoken. <laughs> uh, Mr. Hunter had put up a post regarding a young lady giving some of her professors the hand at her graduation. It's actually the video that just played behind me. And we had opposing views on it. And it was interesting to see the difference and, you know, being able to agree to disagree, but seeing how there was a difference in viewpoint. And I was like, you know, this would actually make a great discussion for a live podcast, you know, talking about the differences in the generations. And, you know, as the week and time went on, other stuff started going viral. So it's like, well, you know what? Let's just make it a discussion about, you know, various reasons why a you know generations genders have issues getting along and how we can try to fix that so that's how we came up with can't we all just get along it's like how can we fix this so to start off um mr hunter i would like to get your views on um the first video that we're going to touch on which is the young lady um putting her hand in the face of her professors to give y'all because the videos playing behind me is kind of like a trailer so they're going kind of fast but to give a brief summary, she basically kind of goes like this <laughs> to her professors. And apparently what was stated was that she felt like they had made her senior year very difficult. And that was the reason behind her response. But um, I don't like to do too, well, I take that back. I do like to talk, but we're going to make this <laughs> a fair discussion. Uh, Mr. Hunter, what did you, what made you put up a video on your podcast page to actually discuss this video? To begin with because some people would just look at it laugh at it or shook their heads and go on about their business sure yeah so it's a good question so um it, you know i started a podcast that was essentially uh, talking about bridging the divide between the police and the community right so i would talk to the police like here's the thing that the police need to change right you know there's a perception problem uh issues of transparency so let's talk about it right so that, that always doesn't go over well you know and um and then i also wanted to talk to the, the public too right so when you're in riding around and doing whatever you're doing you want to make sure that you are you know clean that you respectful not only to your fellow man but also to the police officers when and if you ever confront them uh, so now i'm actually kind of breaking those two those two i'm going to break those up into two platforms one i'm just going to speak specifically to the police and the other one i'm going to speak specifically to uh young men and I think that it's, it's really, really important to talk to young men and to the younger people. I'm talking, you know, younger than me. I'm, I'm 49, so you know, uh, so I want to, you know, try to help the younger generation, those who don't have fathers and all that, to uh, or positive role models in order to have someone to talk to them, so they can they can kind of look up to, if they <laughs> if they want to. So I posted a video <laughs> on my on my TikTok page and on the Instagram page. Uh, about this particular video, and there's a lot of things that bothered me about it. You know, so the first thing that bothered me about it was the fact that she did it. Um, so she, you know, the caption said, you know, because that made my senior life uh, night a living hell. And so, if it, it, it cut me off, I start talking too much. So first of all, she someone was video video recording this. Now I'm sure the mm -hmm. people are going to video their their nieces, nephews, whatever, when they're walking across the stage. But it's my it's my thought that she planned, that she told her family she was going to do this. That's just what I, what I thought. She, I'm going to disrespect these people. I could be wrong about that, but this is just what my mind went. Mind. And then, of course, she did it. Now, um, she walks across the stage, and it's, if you watch the video, uh, it's, it's the majority of the people are there, who are there are African-American. Hmm. Uh, so it's she, this is a black girl disrespecting black school officials, administrators, et cetera. 
Um, and I realized that she may have thought that they made her life a living hell, but I, I just don't buy that. I just don't buy the argument that we're all with, that, that uh, police, police uh, school teachers, doctors, whoever are waking up every morning saying, I'm going to make your life a living hell. I, I just don't buy that. So, uh, and then, um, you know, people have to take responsibility for their own actions. I wasn't there. Uh, so I don't, but I would question how many times did she come in late? How many times did she, um, uh, uh, um, disrespect them, not handing homework assignments, whatever they did. We don't know what it, what it took to make her life a living hell. So that was the second point. We can dig, we, we can dig into, into the, in, any of this a little further if you like. But the third point I had was that with the place that I saw this was, was black excellence Black Excellence page on Instagram, where a page where they're supposed to highlight Black excellence, and they put this on there. That is the antithesis, the, the exact opposite of what uh, Black excellence should be. I want to see pictures of Black excellence, whether it's families, whether it's people actually graduating, whether it's uh, whatever, something that show we're opening up businesses, all that things that show Black excellence. We have enough ratchet foolishness out here that we can watch uh, that, that, is, that continues to paint us in, in a bad light. So those are, my, those are my three biggest issues. You wanna dig into them, but those are the th reasons that I thought that this needed to be addressed because this is unacceptable. Okay, so I will say this in response to that. A, I love the fact that you articulated that in a manner that was very, just communicating it you know, well, which is one thing I love. Uh, one thing I say this, I do agree with you that because I have forgot that it originally went viral on the Black Excellence channel. So I will agree with you. I do not think that's the place to post a moment like this. As real as this moment was and authentic as it was, that was not the platform for it. I would expect this to probably go on maybe the Shade Room first or TMZ, something like that first before I see it going on the Black Excellence page. So I definitely do agree with you on that. Now, regarding the other part, that is kind of where I think we differ, only because of this. I, I see both sides. And when I say that, what I mean is this. I'm 27, um, and I have grown up uh, in a very kind of, I guess, well, I wouldn't say I was sheltered. I take that back. But I've grown up in a very structured type setting for the most part. You know, grew up in church, pew baby, et cetera, et cetera. I know for me, yeah, uh, that's what we call it. P E W baby, pew baby, front row. Father was the minister of music back in the day, mother was missionary. So I was at church every day, not every, early. I got one day off. That was Monday. <laughs> that was it. I was there every other day. So when you, and this will come up later on with some of the two other videos we'll be addressing, but you see some stuff. And one thing I noticed is, and this is my opinion, my personal opinion, is anybody is free to disagree with me on this. I feel like in community, especially the black community in particular, respect is a one-sided street. I rarely hear older people in our community discussing the fact that I have been disrespected by more people that had authority over me and were older than me than I have people my own age. And if I were to say something and retaliate, she's a bad seed. She got too much mouth. <laughs> she don't know her place. She don't know this. She don't know that. It was rare that somebody would see the fact of, well, you're coming at her sideways purely because you can. And they didn't see it as disrespect because a lot of times that's how they were brought up too. And it's just like, well, you want somebody to give you something 
that you are not giving yourself and her being a senior and graduating um i could imagine there was a sense of freedom like okay i'm not up under these people no more so whatever was going on between her and those people i got the freedom now to speak up for myself without being worried about them retaliating and affecting my grades retaliating when it comes to my recommendations retaliating when it comes to if they'll help me get the internship i need and i'm not saying everybody is like this what i am saying is unfortunately power can have a bad effect on people and i've seen that happen from the schoolyard all the way to the church house and people get power and they just want to act however they want treat you however they want because you're younger and you know in the black community it's always you know stay in a child's place this grown folks business your parent can be wrong sometimes and your parent don't apologize they buy you something to make up for because they know they wrong <laughs> but apologizing is showing a lack of power you won't respect me no more if I admit I was wrong for how I came at you because I had a bad day at work. It wasn't really your fault, but I can't tell you that. So I see it really from both sides. Now, was this the place to do it? No, no, it was not. This, this was not the place for that. It would have been better to maybe have a conversation. Now, some adults ain't trying to have that conversation because they're in the thought process of I'm grown and I'm going to be the one, to, one in the right regardless. If that's the type of person you're dealing with, then you gotta kind of just take that L and keep that negative energy away from you. That's what I've started to do. There are some adults that I grew up around. I don't interact with them no more. And I'm an adult now, but they older than me. So there's still that level of, okay, I have to respect you because you're older, but I know you don't like me. As much as you claim it ain't a problem, your actions tell me you don't like me. So me and you say hi and we say bye and we keep it pushing. Because <laughs> I don't got time for that. So, so uh, looking back, and and your time in high school, my time in high school, do you, and you're older now, you're, you're teasing, been out of high school roughly nine, nine, eight, nine, ten years. Correct. Um, do you think, do you look back and say, those teachers didn't like me, or were they trying to hold me to a standard? Oddly enough, my experience from this high school, because I went to two high schools. I did my first two years at one high school, and then I had to leave and go to a second high school because I went through a, a bout of a mild depression during my sophomore year that affected my grades. And the special program I was in had to let me go. I had to switch schools. With that being said, um, my teachers took me under their wing like nobody else could. My mother and I went through a very hard time in my last couple years of high school. I was homeless for my senior year. Uh, my teacher let me put my bags in her office. My principal became aware. Um, to this day, I'm pretty sure my principal paid for my class ring. Um, I, they gave me recommendation letters to get into schools. Um, one of them hooked me up with a shopping spree from a bank to get the stuff I needed from my dorm room because they knew we were broke. They really took me under their wing. So that, now, were there moments that they had some tough love moments with me? Yeah, but I knew it was coming from a place of love for the fact that they knew my situation and they were determined for me to make it despite my circumstances. Okay, so... Let's bring us to this late to to her. Sure. Do you think that in that in a few years, ten years removed from high school, do you think that she'll have the same attitude that, hey, listen, you know what? These teachers didn't uh, they, they actually didn't like me, or they were really trying to hold me back. That's a good question. I think when she gets older, she may look at it more of their intentions were pure, even if the way they went about it was not. 
because sometimes we get our intentions and how we actually handle it mixed up. The intentions are good, but we don't know how to go about it in the most productive manner. I think sometimes people treat everybody like a one size fits all and what works for one won't work for the other one. Tough love may work better for this one than that one and vice versa. And I think that that's the point. And that's, that's the point. And again, I'm speculating. I, 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 freely, I freely admit that I'm speculating, but I assume that she told people that she was going to do this. Now, if she, and, and if she did and nobody corrected her, nobody told, stopped her, then that's a problem. To this day, and to this day, I haven't seen any type of retraction or any type of video saying I should not have done this. And that, I think that that's problematic. Why is it problematic? Because again, this was viral. We uh, social media has has an influencing factor and effect upon other people. If little people are are seeing this, ten year olds, her nieces, her nephews, her cousins. Her little brothers or sisters, anyone who's seeing this, even people she doesn't know, people across the country say, hey, listen, I saw this girl do this. I feel as if I'm being disrespected on my on my uh, uh, by my high school administrators, my school administrators. I'm going to take the same aspect because because um, because I saw somebody else get away with it. And I think that this is this is the problem. I mean, we're going to continue to delve into this, but this is the problem with accountability. This is a problem, as you mentioned, with our with our particular with our particular culture. I know there are other people going to watch, but we got to talk about what, what's going on in our culture. We don't we don't have this ability to to have to hold each other accountable. And I can tell you, when I acted up in school, and I acted up in school, I'm not I'm not nobody's going to sit up here and say that I was I was I was perfect and I I had my challenges. I got suspended. I did things I shouldn't have done, and all that kind of stuff. But my mother made sure that she held me accountable. And not only did I have to take the punishment, but I had to go to school. Then when my mother had to come into school and I had to, she made sure that I was correct or took corrective action. That means I had to shake hands with the principal, shake hands with the teacher, apologize to them, tell them I'm sorry. And my grandmother, my mother, and my aunt, the three women, matriarchs of my life, my, although my aunt died when I was fairly young, they all told me that the teachers have their education you need to go there and get yours. Now, now just think about, I had to think about this too. I grew up in, uh, I'm 49 years old, so I, I was born in 1973. I'm going to school in the 1980s, in 1970s, right? I'm five, six years old, right? They're telling me this type of stuff. Is it true? We talk about, you know, uh, these microaggressions against black kids and all that kind of stuff. But my parents, grandparents, didn't want to hear that stuff. I was I was educated by 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 majority white females right through my mm. years in school. I had a few black teachers. I had a black principal and all that, but majority of the time was white individuals who were who were. So they didn't want to hear that the teacher didn't like you. The teacher was a racist. They didn't they didn't want to hear any of that. They want to know what you're doing. And if I'm wrong, then then that's then that's the the the, the state where I need to come out off at. So the teacher is there to educate you. They wanted the education to educate. I, and, it, and I took the same uh, philosophy when my kids are in school. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that my, my daughter, my son come to me, tell me that te the teachers didn't like. I don't, I don't want to hear that. I'm not listening to that. I want to know what you did. You got into a fight. Why did you get into a fight? You got you got this wrong. You didn't do your homework. You, whatever it was, I want to know what you did. Don't tell me about the teachers didn't like you. These people didn't go to school, graduate from middle school, high school, go to college and all that to punish you. I, I don't want to hear that. So I think that that's the type of accountability we need to bring back into the African-American community. 
And until we get there, we're going to continue to have people who think it's okay to disrespect. Now, remember who she's disrespecting now. She's walking across mm -hmm. the stage disrespecting other elders within our community that we all say that we want, where right? we need more black teachers, we need more black principals, we need more. Or you got them, and this is how you want to treat them because they went, made your life a living hell. How exactly do they do that? Were they, were they, were they, were they pushing you into the lockers? Were they making sure you didn't eat? What, what were they? What exactly were they doing? Now, I'm, I'm not expecting her to explain all this. She made a, she wanted to make a point of being funny towards these individuals, and she only embarrassed herself and disrespected her family. And I, that is the problem that I, that I think that we need to really, really get into our minds. So that's that's. Let me know your thoughts about where I'm coming from. <laughs> okay, well, I will definitely say this. There does have to be, if nobody will respect us, we should respect us. So I will definitely give you that. I will say, however, I think, and this is something that speaks, I think, to the generational divide, period. I do think there is a, how can I put it? You said you were born in the 70s, correct? Okay, so I'm a 90s baby. That's, so that's roughly a 20-year difference. Correct. Um, with that being the case, I do think, because, you know, according to stats, a generation is about, you know, every 40 years it's considered a new generation. So we are considered in just different generations for the fact of we're about 20 years apart, you know, different times, et cetera, et cetera. I think that a big difference with the generation, especially when you deal with um, millennials versus the generation before them, and especially if you're going to like Generation Z, which is the ones even younger than us. So it's the fact of, it, I feel like people that grew up more in your time and my mother's time, it was taught in our community that we should not address our feelings because our feelings were not going to help us. Any. And I understand that to a certain degree, but then the other part of me is like, well, then if you don't deal with your feelings, then that's how later on you got people getting in to these, getting with these people that they should not be with and going into these bad relationships, having children in these unhealthy homes, unhealthy cellies, because they did not deal with their emotions. Now I'll say this, we should not make our emotions a crutch, which is something that I think our generation sometimes gets wrong because it's so much about the mental health and the good vibes and the, you know, um, keeping your frequencies X, Y, Z, that we, we, I feel like we have to a certain degree lost our, our backbone a bit. You know, nobody really has tough skin anymore. Everybody's easily offended, you know, taking everything super personal. So I will give you that. But I do think there's a fine line between having tough skin and being taught to smother your feelings and not address them at all. And that's something I encountered. Like if I went and said, let's say, for instance, the church I grew up at. There were some people, older people, that I honestly do not think they liked me. But if I were to say something about that, I was basically told to be quiet. You know why? Because in a lot of people's minds, my feelings about the matter did not matter. My feelings were not deemed valid. And I think that's a generational divide, unfortunately. That's kind of hard. It, it's hard to feel it just because you all were brought up in a different time than we were. We were, are able to express our feelings more freely in a way that was not accessible to the generation before us. They didn't have social media. They didn't have, you know, put out your own podcast, your own videos. Um, this generation in the 70s, that's just coming out of Jim Crow, where a lot of states were still doing, having Jim Crow laws and things of that nature. So you couldn't speak your mind as freely as you can now and think there would be no negative consequences, if I can put it that way. Well, I, I agree with you. And I think I, I agree 100% with what you're saying. Uh, I think that that the generation X that we're that we're talking about, 
which I would be a member of. I've said this before I started jumping on YouTube and all that. I said this when I was still working in the police department that we are failing um, our, our young people. And my kids were probably 10-ish, 12-ish, something around, the, around that age. Um, so therefore, I, I, I stepped into the coaching role. I started taking on, on roles like that because I, I saw what was going on, right? And, and listen, I don't want to invalidate anyone's feelings or anything like that, but I think, but I think that that's a problem. Um, the world doesn't care about your feelings. Right? They don't care. You, I mean, everybody's feelings are hurt because gas prices are going up. You think that they're going to lower the gas prices? <laughs> Nobody cares. So, 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 so this, this is a problem that, that, that we want to express ourselves and we want to make TikTok videos and, and do all this stuff and get stuff off of our chest. And I, and I get that. And listen, there is a mental health component, right? I think that after Columbine, you know, that really was a game changer when people were you know, they were really considering, okay, what are these kids going through? What, what is the effects of bullying? What are the effects of not listening to our children? So, so there is some, some, some uh, credence to what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not going to completely dismiss that. But the, other side of the, uh, uh, the, but the other side of this is that we can start to do things to a certain level where it becomes a slippery slope where we just descend straight into hell, right? We can't, we, we can't stop ourselves on this, on this path that we're going down. And I think that, that that's where we had to get to. Um, and so I think that a lot of people within Generation X did not take, we, we, we heard the harsh lessons, right? I could have internalized the things my grandmother told me. Listen, I don't want to hear that. And she was rough about it. I don't want to hear that. You got to get your education. And I could have said to my kids, listen, I'm going to need you to be soft. And I want to hear what you have to say. And Oh, the teacher doesn't like you. Let me run down to the school and fight the, the teacher and argue. And let's get you some special classes. And, you know, make sure we got you know, orange slices and rainbows and let's, let's celebrate some time for, for some drawing lessons and let's, let's, let's have some, some cuddly time and mandatory hugs. We, we could have done that. Right? We could have done that. I could have done that. But no, but, but, the, but the hard world that we live in doesn't, doesn't, it's, it's, that's not the way that it is. And so we can, we have to learn to, we have to balance the hardcore with the soft and try to find some, some, some middle ground. And I don't think that expressing yourself on a video like that is an acceptable way to represent yourself, to represent your family, or to create an image that you want your children, your kids, your grandkids to look at and say, that's my mama, that was my mama back in the days, that's my auntie, that's my cousin, that's my big sister, et cetera. So we've got to think about what we're doing. We have to present an image because if this is a, this is a cultural problem that we're talking about here. And I, I don't think that this is that this was the way to go about this. You know what? I actually can agree with you on that. And if there's nothing to say about that topic, I think talking about image is a perfect way to segue into this next one right here. Um, <laughs> was there anything else you want to say about this first one before we go into this next one? No, I, I think it'll segue, and I, I, I want to get into accountability. I want to get into accountability and stuff. So, yeah. but we, but we can, we. I mean, children, you can talk about the next video. We'll get into it. So. Yeah. So the next one definitely deals with accountability, so we can get into all of that. Okay. So a lot of you on the live probably have seen or heard by now um, about the viral video that dropped this week online of Kim Burrell speaking at a church service before she began to sing. Um, I cannot pull up the full video right now. That's why we have the clips playing in my background. Um, the video with Kim Burrell looks something like this, her talking with glasses. And a lot of people were offended by her comments. 
Um, just to go over a few of the comments, first she states, give a quick review. She mentions getting value with your friends. Then she goes into asking them how long have they been broke? Uh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. How long have they been broke? Um, how many times have they changed their name on their light bill? Is the bills in the little cousin's name? Do they live in a trailer park or a house? <laughs> then she goes into comments about being there with no mask and no vaccine. Then she ends with comments discussing people being honesty and how the leader of the house has a strong honesty. And I saw a clip of him talking for she came up. He's interesting too. But the leader of the house having honesty and, you know, people not being a set hard truths like you're ugly. And after she says that, then shortly after she goes into singing. Uh, of course, this video made its rounds. Uh, Kim Burrell has been in the media before for comments she's made that have not landed well. Uh, the clip of her arguing with a contestant on Sunday Best, um, some comments she made about LGBTQIA a few years ago that made the um, headlines online. So I, I'm 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 a, I'm gonna let my brother go first on this one because I'm a pew baby. So y'all know I got a y'all know I got comments on this one. So I'm gonna let him go first. Well, well, listen, I'm a few baby too now. I mean, I grew up in the grand old church of God in Christ, the church of God in Christ. Oh, Kojic. Um, so he oh, I was, was Kojic. Listen, I was Kojic to the bone. You, you can't be born. In, you can't be, you can't join it. You got to be born into it. So I, I was there. So I was there. So, and listen, I don't think that, well, I was going to say 90% of what, I, what she said was not offensive to me. Uh, it just wasn't. I mean, I've heard some. I've heard some offensive things. Now, I don't know who this lady is. Uh, I guess she's some evangelist, or I, I don't know who she is. I never heard of her. Gospel I'm not. Gospel I'm, not in, I'm not into. Yeah. Okay, gospel singer. I'm not into that to that realm anymore. I grew up there, and I'm. I don't. I'm not there anymore. So I don't know who she is. But I've heard some really, really rough things. And this is this is again what we're talking about. Where these people, where people just can't take this. Listen, if we had cell phone cameras back in the days, I could listen. You would be leaving. You would leave church crying. <laughs> I mean, because of the stuff that happened. Now, and this is the sensitivity that I'm talking about. Now, I, was it okay to be running around hurting people's feelings and saying that they're ugly? No, <laughs> that 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 completely was was not was not acceptable. But the other things about about choosing, I, I heard her message to be: you got to learn how to choose your friends, and you have to make you have to make decisions about the friends that you're going to choose. How okay? What what what? place are you in in your life uh that you are continuing to uh need to put your uh light bill and your water bill in somebody else's name what kind of decisions are you making that's what i that's what i heard her to be saying um and so listen um and that's a harsh truth and reality for people we have to make better decisions now what i think that the church has messed up is that we haven't done enough work in telling people how to make better decisions how to um, uh, make better financial decisions, right? How many, uh, and all your time of being a church baby, all my time of being a church baby, did they ever have any financial literacy classes? Did they ever have any, but any professional accountants come in and say, this is how you manage your, your bank book and checkbook and stuff? No, they didn't have any of that stuff. So a lot of these problems that we're dealing with in the African-American community, our place of refuge, our place of uh, social exchanges and bonded, and bonding that we should have gotten was from church. 
And we did all we got was, you know, you're going to go to hell if you don't do these things. You got to wear a dress when you're doing this and don't wear makeup and do this. <laughs> right, that, that's the, right. And don't you don't go to this dance over here. Don't talk to that girl over there because she's not in the world. And don't talk to that church over there because they're not, yeah, all this kind of stuff. Right. So so people have left that. People have left that. And now we got more people going into the corporate world unprepared to, to deal in the corporate world. And we have to get the knowledge and, and everything like that that we got. Uh, from 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 other sources, rather than our own cultural uh, heritage. So that so I, that's what I think the problem is. So um, I, I, I I I actually don't have a problem with the vast majority of what she had to say. I really I really don't. I don't think she should have said you know calling people ugly and stuff. People can't take the fact that you call them and she and the fact that this that the viral went, went that the video went viral and she had to do an apology is proving her point <laughs> is that people can't take the truth about themselves. It, 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 it's a it's a problem it's a problem and we've been so used to being coddled and hugs and we got to we got to stroke your back and we you know we, we're afraid to get canceled and our twitter page is you know getting facebook jail and twitter page is gonna be it, it's created a a, a, a a group of individuals who are con, who are self-consumed with being liked and being um accepted by other people and we got it. We we can't. We got to be able to take that truth about ourselves. We got to be able to take it, right? We live in this filter generation where we don't like the way we look. We put some filters up, and and, and, I, and we and we put makeup on, and we got all this other stuff that we try to do to hide, try to hide who we are. And we got to confront those things about ourselves. So. Okay, so I will say this: I do think our current generation needs to develop a bit of tougher skin. And I will say that if we're looking at the message of knowing who your friends are, I actually can get with that. I can get with, I can get with the over, I can get with the message. I can get with the message. I myself, I have a good job now. I'm making more money. When I first started hanging out with my, my two people that I consider my friends, they have more money than me. They, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Me hanging out with them, it helped me see that I could be better for myself and it helped me be able to move forward and get my stuff straight and I'm continuing to move in that direction. Now, with that said, sometimes the message can be lost with the messenger. Unfortunately, Miss Kim Burrell, she seemed to have a history of a reckless mouth because she's been in the, she stayed, you hear more about her for her commentary and the spirit behind the commentary than you actually seem to hear about her music. And there are other videos up of Kim Burrell saying crazy stuff over the years. Um, I'm not sure if children will see this live, so I'm going to you know, make this as G-rated as I can. There was a video up of her commenting about how women smell in various areas of their bodies and stuff of that nature. She say whatever come to her mind, it seemed like, when she get behind that mic and it's is like, that wrong is that wrong is that no it's necessary it's necessary. necessary it's necessary it's necessary because because it's necessary because I, i'm not talking about well yeah it's necessary here's why it's necessary because the church hasn't addressed this to it to any particular level that that has been effective right in your time of being uh, being in uh a pew a pew baby did they have hygiene classes did they have these type of things if they did, how long do they last? Right. So if you're shaking your head, no. Then 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 when is the time to do it? We got to talk about this stuff. But there's we, we, the spirit behind it. Doing it in a loving spirit is different than doing it where it comes. Again, again, that's the sensitivity thing. That's the, that's the sensitivity thing that we got to be. We got to be able to get. Behind it. You, the spirit behind it. The spirit behind it is. The spirit behind it is. 
We got to you got to do better. We got to do better. We, we, it should be because you want to help, not because you want to throw shade. Those are two different things. Okay, well, I didn't. I didn't or do you want to go viral? <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't see and or hear any of that stuff. But I will say that 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 the church typically has been extreme, particularly uh, the, the the Pentecostal churches, apostolic churches, uh, have been extremely extremely negligent and helping the individuals become a better overall person we make good christians but we made them terrible at doing things overall i saw this in my time in law enforcement where uh i went to certain individuals homes where I, there were bibles all over the places religious artifacts on the wall and people suffering from mental mental illness not taking their mental not taking their uh, medications and i and i knew what church they went to and i'm like listen this this can't be we have to do a better job with this so uh, okay maybe I don't know. I, I, I'll take your word for it as the as the um, the tone the, uh, of and the tenor of what she was saying. But I, I got to be convinced that that we, we've got to do a better job with, do, with, with with addressing these types of things that are uncomfortable. You think I don't think that she w woke up this morning or woke up that morning, whatever morning it was. So you know what? I'm going to go in here and talk about how how women are smelling. That wasn't her. That wasn't her intention. She people are hugging her. Want to talk to her. They want to be in her space, in their place, and they're not taking care of themselves. People want to be her friends, and you know, people want to be friends with your sons and cousins and stuff, and they and they're not having the drive and the initiative to go forward. And that's why we need to talk about it. I'm, I, as I mentioned, I want to talk to more young men and say, this is this is how you correct some things within your life. Not, I'm not saying these things because I want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm not saying anything because I want to make anybody feel bad about themselves. But I know what it's, I know what a lot of these things are like. I was there. And so I, I want to help young men to get to this place where they where they're not embarrassed, where they can have full fledged functioning lives and become the best version of themselves. So maybe her tone was, was raw off. They said the same thing about uh, Kevin Samuels that his tone was off. But is the message wrong? Is I'll the message wrong? <laughs> I'll say this: I'm a person. If my intention was pure and it comes across wrong, I'll apologize for how it came across and how it how i presented it offending you i'll stick to what i said about how that's about how i said it offending you reading kim burrell's apology the apology came across less like an apology and more like a don't come for me unless i send for you because i read the apology <laughs> i did <laughs> too apology, I did. It, it felt the don't it, it, and I'm, I'm like okay so now i i don't know her thoughts but it, it like i literally gave me I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, but don't come for me unless I send for you. That was literally the apology. The apology yeah. was less an apology and more of a knuck if you buck. <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely agree that the, that the apology was problematic, right? If you're going to apologize, then you have then the first thing you have to do is, is take ownership of what you did wrong and then make corrective actions. And, and she didn't take any type of corrective action, right? Nah, so, it was really bad in the apology. It was like... If she yeah. has a history of this, then she needs to analyze herself and say, okay, I, I, these things that I, these issues that I'm trying to address, I'm trying to do these things in a in a better manner, uh, I, or I need to do these things in a better manner. And I assume that she come from the old school like you oh, did, yeah. or like <laughs> or like I did, where these things are mild, right? So I've heard worse. That's why when I saw it, I'm I, like, I, I, listen, I've heard, I've heard worse all day. I don't agree with it, but I've heard worse. I, I've heard worse. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even sure why they went viral. I, I can't even believe they went viral. I, but well, okay. <laughs> people already didn't like her because some of her other comments. So this was yeah. like adding fuel to a fire. 
if it was somebody else that was less well known and did not already have a history of speaking what up speaking and it offending people it would not have went viral i will say that um i mean that's that's my journalism degree speaking the fact of who it was and the history she already had with comments she made made it easy for that to go viral and be trending on twitter in the top 30 the way it was actually her name is still trending in the united states according to twitter from what i saw earlier today it's been trending for like three four days <laughs> her name and the video and the commentary i, I, I just Good. So one thing you said is about accountability, and this is my thing, and this is a re a reason why this video itself hit me a different way. Once again, there is a lack of accountability in the church, but it's not just with the people that need to be helped, but it's with the so-called helpers. I've been in church my whole life. I go to a church now. They the leaders are Pentecostal based, but it's more of a non-denominational feel. If what I say makes sense. So it's not as traditional as the church that I grew up in. The church I grew up in, there was many a times where people did some sideways stuff and nobody checked them about their mouth or their actions because of their position. <laughs> they said, amen. They said, hallelujah. You may have heard them discuss the person at the Sunday dinner or the cookout later on or be like, oh, sister so-and-so running her mouth again in the fellowship hall but nobody checked these people. <laughs> they went unchecked and their mouths were reckless. Reckless in the name of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, I'm not, I'm not going to excuse that type of behavior. I don't want to make, I don't want to make it seem like I'm, I'm uh, saying that everything that happened within the church was correct or the way that they approach everyone correct. I'm sure mm -hmm. people didn't like people. They did abuse their authority. You're right. Power left on, you know, left unchecked, you know, is, is, is a corrupting um, device. So, yeah, so we definitely need some training, need some uh, sensitivity classes about how we approach people, how we address people. Uh, so there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I've been very, very disappointed with the church, which is one of the reasons why I stopped going, uh, because, because there was not, there was not uh, a lot of things that we should do uh, or should have known. And if that was the place where we should have known these things, mm -hmm. right? Should have been a place where we set this accountability standard. Here's the standard, and here's how we're going to get here. And that goes for the helpers, goes for the for the leadership. Here's the standard. Here's how we're going to talk to people. Here's how we're going to address people. Here's the classes we're going to have: financial literacy, hygiene, uh, how to buy a house, how to buy a car. You know, all this, all these different things that we got to go out into the world and figure out how to balance a checkbook. We got to go out into the world and figure out. Right? They're not teaching in the high schools. They're not teaching, although they're teaching sex ed and uh, and other hygiene classes in schools now. Uh, but they weren't teaching it then, right? So, so, so our cultural places, the the places we we should have got cultural standards, mm. we didn't get. And so no, we, uh, we have an old, we we have an old school woman who comes from I don't know where she comes from, but she's trying to bring that to the today's uh, environment, and it's just not going over well. It's and so, well. Yeah. but uh, I I I'm going to stand by what I said. I don't. I've heard worse, and I can't believe this. Oh, that's yeah. about it. <laughs> so no, I have heard words. It's just the thing that because as a believer, especially in today's society, and this is my personal experience, you constantly are defending. It's almost like when you 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 used to be a police officer, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So I've heard police officers say the a lot of times you hear the all cops are not like that when something happens between an officer and a civilian where it seems like things went left somebody went overboard, et cetera, et cetera, and the officer feels like 
he has to answer, like all the good officers, like they have to answer for the ones that maybe did things incorrectly. It happens the same way with church people. Because when you go on Twitter, first thing you said was, this is why I don't go to church. And this is what I don't like about church folks. And this is this. And this is that. And part of me understands where they're coming from because I'm going to be honest, there was a time where I considered no longer dealing with church because the environment I was in was toxic. And I had to come to a decision to remove myself from that particular house and find a house that actually worked for me in the season God had me in rather than discontinue myself from church, period. I had to make a cognitive decision to, okay, you need to find a house that's going to help you grow and not smother your growth. This house is no longer working. Where, where your roots come from is not always where you can really go to grow. Sometimes you got to take yourself somewhere else from where you were originally planted. It happens. But it's a constant fight. And it's like when you're given such a big platform. That's like, for instance, me, I have a platform with my podcast. I'm not going to say and do everything in public because I know that all it takes is a video to get captured. And the next thing you know, because people know, oh, she has a Christian podcast and she this, that, it's going to go up. Next thing you know, it's a bunch of drama. You, you have to use a sense of awareness. <laughs> like there are, there are celebrities that are separate. They are not, they do not make their money and their living from the Christian arena. And even they are careful with what they say and do in public because they understand the backlash it could get if it gets in the wrong hands and it makes the internet. So if people that do not make their money from the Christian arena can realize that, I don't understand why somebody where that literally is supposed to be their roots and how they make their living <laughs> would not think that would not be something to consider. I, I don't understand it at all. I, I've, well, uh, yeah, that, 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 is a, that is a good question. It's, I mean, I was going to say uh, that some people are still trying to adjust to this viral nature, viral environment that we're, yeah that we, we it's still something new right the, and you know we we tend to act and to react and so we have to really get into place where we all slow down actors politicians church folk uh podcast you got to slow down because like you said you could say something and you know 10 years or 10 years later someone's going to pull it up and say you know and, and try to try to oh, hold that against you <laughs> So, so we really have to try, really try to think about you know, long and hard about what we're saying and, and all that. So, and to older people who are used to speaking this way, I mean, maybe that's what she's suffering from, and it really needs to. She, and it's hard because this is where you came up. This is what you know. This is how you think that things should be. Work for you. Work for you, everybody in your church. This is corrective, loving action. And I, I, I just, um, I don't know. I, I just, I just don't see the. I, of course, this is me speaking. I don't see the issue with it. But. No, definitely always can agree to disagree. I mean, uh, we may agree on the last topic. We may not because I'm female, you male. So this last one, we may agree. We may agree to disagree. But I guess we can leave that one as is. If there, Let's say there was anything else you wanted to say regarding that. Uh, I don't think so. We can probably just move on. Yeah, I just, I just say the, the spirit behind it is always how I feel about things. Um, I feel like the spirit behind it will show itself, you know, in how it comes across. Um, getting to this last one, um, Mr. Hunter actually may be surprised about my opinion on this last one. I'm not sure what he thinks I'm saying, but um, <laughs> there was actually a T.D. Jakes video that's been going 
a bit viral as well on this week where he is discussing the relationship of men and women, uh, specifically black men and women, because T.D. Jakes is an African-American man. Um, and the main part of the video, to summarize it in a quick soundbite that seems to be going viral, is there's a part at the end where he says, don't come home and brag to me about the fact that you don't need me and wonder why I shy away. A lot of women I saw on Twitter and TikTok and stuff felt like T.D. Jakes was actually telling women to basically lower themselves and smother themselves to appease a man's ego. That seems to have been the big argument about what he meant. Um, oh, wait, wait a minute. That was going around the internet? I'm sorry, that was going around the internet? Okay, okay. Yes, the, there was, a, um, it's been Twitter and TikTok are the main places I saw with, you know, the men were saying that they thought that's what he meant and also women, and then there were a few people in there that were saying that ain't what he was saying. But the majority felt like he was talking out of turn. Oh, can you send me that? Because I would love to read those comments. Oh, I got you. I definitely got you on that one. Um, so my thing is this. I listened to the video for myself, and me, call it the journalist in me, I also went and looked at the first part of the video, which is another part of the message. Because I like to see the front end and the back end, because I like to know the context of what he's talking about. That's just me. Um, I actually do not disagree with what he said, per se. Um, for the simple fact of this, so what I gathered from what he said, it was not the fact that he wanted women to smother themselves, but it's the fact of not to emasculate men by not allowing them to step into their manly role in the house <laughs> and he even he got on the men at one point in the message as well saying you know men don't allow women to you know pour into you so much that you're not pouring back into them you know having to ask your wife for lunch money and et cetera, et cetera. he got on the men too it was not it was not just him getting on the women of course him getting on the women is the part that went viral which goes back to what captain hunter said about this whole viral culture and you know certain parts going viral and other parts kind of get left by the wayside. But I actually don't disagree exactly with what he was saying. Um, I grew up in a single parent house. Um, my parents divorced when I was 10 and my mother had to take care of me. And I saw my mother have to do everything. And it played a part in me developing tougher skin. But also I decided at a very young age, I wanted to be in a relationship where I could come home and take off my businesswoman hat, take off my podcaster hat, take off all of that, and I could let my husband take the lead, which is why I, I, I have no problem submitting for the fact that I want somebody else to be able to take the lead. <laughs> but every woman does not feel that way. So I'm going to share um, the thread to Captain Hunter as he requested, and I'm going to let him give his comments real quick while I share this to him and send this to him. Okay, yeah, so um, I, I I can appreciate what you said, and I actually agree with what you said. I, we don't disagree about that at all. I, I have not read the different comments that saying that he was telling women to kind of lower their standards or whatever they were saying. And there seems, well, I want to kind of bring this back to this accountability thing. And I'm, try, I'm getting an idea that in this modern-day market of people who are dating within their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, et cetera, that there's a lack of accountability, a refusal to accept accountability, particularly by a certain 
group of individuals, namely black women. <laughs> uh, so, and I, I think that I don't want to give anyone a, black, a bad rap or anything like that, but I'm, but I, I'm hearing this. Now, I don't know whether it's true or not, but there's this place called, called the Manosphere where, where men are talking in these particular spaces on the internet, saying these types of things that they can't hold women accountable. And one of the, one of the great, they're not great, one of the leaders, as I mentioned, his name was Kevin Samuels. He, he ended up passing away. He talked about, he talked about exactly this type of thing. And it's, it, it seems to be very, very problematic because he, for three years, now you said that Bishop Jakes, who people have always loved, <laughs> yes, uh, he yes. says this and now, and now it goes viral. Oh, you, you know, we don't want to hear that. So, so you can't just preach what you want to hear all the time. And I, I actually applaud him for saying these types of things. And if anybody's watching the video, the, the, it seemed that they're playing. It seemed like it was a Father's Day message because in the background it said Father's Day. It was. Day. It was. This was a Father's, a Father's Day, Day message. So you can't come home acting like this type of, demonstrating this type of behavior because it is problematic. We want families to be together. It is not what what was creating cohesive, lasting family units. And we have to we have to accept that. We have to we have to be able to accept that. So they want to cancel him for for saying those type of things. For three years, for three years, Kevin Samuels talked to the men in the same way that you just said, that men need to step mm -hmm. up, stop asking your wife for money, go get a second job, drive an Uber, do what you got to do in order to make some money, get some therapy, get some healing, get over your mama issues, get over your last girlfriend issues, get over that kind of stuff before you try to enter into a new relationship with yourself. Work mm -hmm. out, eat right, exercise, all that kind of stuff, get yourself together, right? So this is this was what he said for three years. Mm -hmm. The moment he makes a video talking to a woman about, you know, stop overlooking the average guy because you are not at because you are not a 10. Go get the average guy, build a nice family. That's when it went viral. He got famous. <laughs> That's when he got famous. So so it seems to be that, that they're attacking uh, people who try to tell women how and what men really want. Not, not all men. This is not 100 percent. This is not 100 percent. But. If we would ask a, 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 a typical average woman, what does she want in a man? She'd probably describe all these different attributes, how tall he has to be, how much money he has to make, uh, what he's got to look like, you know, all these different types of things that they're, they're going to want. But Kevin Samuels did something really, really unique. And he asked the question, that man that you just described, what does he want? Are you what he wants? And that man who you want probably has options. Other women want him. He has options. And so why should he pick you of all, all the people that are out there? So I think that this is kind of what, what Bishop Jacob's saying. Listen, you want to brag about how much money you make, you, you, how competitive you are, how much you're a CEO, your degrees, I'm a master's degree, I'm a PhD, I got this going, I got that going. I, I got my own bag. I, I don't need you to buy me a house, I, 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 all this stuff. So what is it that you want a man to do? What is it that you want a man to do? What, what, what can he give to your life? And listen, the general thing that men want or, or, or men want to be is a protector and provider. Women generally say they want somebody who's a protector, provider, who's going to whatever, be emotionally available, whatever it is, whatever it is you want, right? Um, so if you want a protector and provider, he's got to be able to protect something. And you're telling him you don't need any protection. He's got to be able to provide something. Well, if you can make your own, if you've got your own bag, you don't need them to help you buy a house, a car, put you in something. 
then what is he supposed to do? He feels as if he has no place within your life. Mm -hmm. And so, so I think that women are saying, women are kicking back against this idea that, that and they're saying, they're, they, from what, from what I'm hearing in this manuscript, and from women themselves, right? This is not just men talking. This is women saying this. That men are suffering from, we are entering into a new place as women. The problem with that is that you are entering into a new place, but men don't want that place. And you can't make us want it. You can't shame us into wanting it. You can't convince us into wanting it. You can't try to talk us into it. We don't want that. We don't, I don't want to come home. Just like you, when you said you want to come home for work and be a, a nice submissive wife who just relaxes in, in your feminine and let your husband take over. I don't want to come home or your man doesn't want to come home. Other men don't want to come home and argue with their women and have the same competitive nature that you bring to the boardroom in, in, in your, in your life about what we're going to eat for dinner, where we're going to go, what movie we're going to watch. I don't want to do any, any of that. So if you, that's the type of energy that you're bringing and you, you can't under, and they seem to be very struggling with the idea that men don't want that and you can't shame us. You can't guilt us. They're just not going to do it. They're just going to opt out of it. And so this is, this is the point place. So this idea, so in the, where accountability comes into this is we have to hold the light, the mindset. And a lot of women, more women are coming out with this. And in particular, there's a woman, Kendra G. Mm -hmm. She has a show on Instagram where she's been checking women about this type of thing. Uh, there was a woman, uh, I played her clips of Rebecca Lynn Pope, who's trying to tell people about how to, she's a matchmaker, who gave up matchmaking because she said that I can't deal with women because their expectations are too high. Right, so a lot of women matchmakers are trying to trying to get women to understand that, these, that the men that you want and the image that you try to frame life that you think would be a, the way that you want to live life is not what men want. So that's that's accountability thing that women really have to get get an understanding of is that a lot of men don't want those types of things. Okay, so I will give you that there does need to be accountability with us as women. I will say I think there also needs to be an accountability with the men on that side too, and I'll explain why. I just got out of a one year relationship. It did not work. We tried our best to make it work. It did not work. It was my first serious relationship. Because I don't, I don't deal with just anybody. That's just how I am. I'm, I'm, I'm particular for the fact that I don't want you to waste my time. <laughs> That's really just how it is. Now, with that being stated, one of the, and I have no ill will against that, but one of the biggest things that did cause our split was the fact of it got, when we first started dating, we were kind of around the same place. We were still both kind of getting things together and stuff. God started allowing things to happen in my life where I was able to start moving forward at a bit of a rapid pace. That did not happen for my partner. And, hello? Can you still hear me? I'm hearing you. There's a circle going. Phew! <laughs> that got intense, but y'all... Y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Come back and join us this Wednesday so you can see the final part, part two, where we discuss T.D. Jake's comments on the relationship between black men and black women. Lord have mercy. We got to say a prayer before this Wednesday. Y'all be blessed. And remember, like, follow, comment, share, and subscribe on all social media. I love y'all. Peace.